What's up? What's up? What's up? Give me juice. Episode eight, I think. Eight? Nine, maybe? I think it's eight. I think it's eight, yeah. Episode eight, gimme juice. What's up? Welcome back. I am um switching up my process, trying to get it right. Growing pains. Um don't have a guest today. It's just me. Just going to be talking to you guys about some things about uh, my week. Um, and I want to start off with uh, talking to you about uh, some movies. I saw some movies this weekend. I want to give you a little uh, movie review. They get kind of crazy. Okay? Let me give you a little backstory. It was my birthday Friday. Friday was my birthday. I turned... A certain age. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie to you on camera. So I just will leave the age out for now. Because I don't feel like lying to you right now. Okay? Um, turned a certain age. Nah, fuck. I turned 37, man. I don't give it. I don't care. Whatever. 37. That's a good age. Seven. Seven's a good number. My birthday seven twenty-seven eighty-one. There's a lot of sevens in there. Maybe seven is like... Maybe that's going to show up for me this year, you know? We'll see. Anyways, um, the one thing I really wanted to do for my birthday was see Mission Impossible Fallout. I'm a Tom Cruise fan. You know what I'm talking about? I love Tom Cruise. I love all the Mission... Even the bad Mission Impossible movies, I have loved. So... I was excited about seeing Mission Impossible Fallout, and I invited some friends, and uh, you know we had a good day on Friday, and then Friday night, we were like, yeah, let's go see Mission Impossible Fallout. Excited. Birthday. Fell on my birthday. That means it's going to be awesome, because it came out on my birthday, right? No, 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 wrong. And excuse me if I get a little emotional about this, okay? It's just a movie, guys, I know. No reason to get excited. But the movie sucked. Let me just out the gate. It was terrible. It sucked. It was bad. From the, from go, from Jump Street, it was bad. I'm sorry. Um, it was corny, dude. Like, I never knew that even the, even the, even the cornier Mission Impossible still kind of tried to, to, to have some type of inside look at like the secret, um, CIA, you know, special unit. They tried to keep some type of realness. This movie didn't do that at all. Not at all. From, from the opening scene, from the first mission, everything was overwritten, I feel like. Everything was just long and drawn out. And it felt like even it was a good cast. Alec Baldwin, uh, you know, Tom Cruise. Uh, 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 uh. It was a good cast. I, I slipped in my mind. Um, 
right now, but it was a good cast. But it was like they were overacting. Like everybody was overacting. Everybody was corny as shit. When does Alec Baldwin overact on Saturday Night Live? That's it. Like, I mean, when he's doing comedy, he'll he'll do that. But not when he's doing drama. He's a great actor. So what? What was that? What was happening? I don't know. And all I could blame this on is the direction. The direction of the movie wanted their actors to overact and be corny. Because that's how everybody was in this movie. Everybody was corny and everybody was overacting. And uh, the, the director, Christopher Mc, McCurry, I, I think I'm saying his name right, um, he's written some good movies. He's directed some good movies. Edge of Tomorrow, I really like that movie. Another Tom Cruise movie. Um, Usual Suspects, classic movie. But on the flip side, he has written, I don't know if he directed these movies, but they sucked. The Mummy, The Tourist. No good. So this guy is clearly hit or miss and... For this movie, Mission Impossible Fallout, it was it was a miss for me. And the thing that pissed me off about this movie the most, well, not about this movie, about going to see this movie on my birthday, I had high expectations. One of those reasons I had high expectations was Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 97%. Now, I've had a love-hate relationship with Rotten Tomatoes for a while they're officially dead to me because clearly there's something else going on like and we could get into it but I don't even feel like it they're just dead to me I mean they have done this before on movies where they've scored them really high and they have not lived up to that high score that that fresh score that they got and it's a wrap for Rotten Tomatoes. They are, I erased them off my phone. It's a wrap. I'm not going to check them no more. I'm not going to buy tickets from Flickster. It's, it, it's done. Like, I'm done with Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know what y'all doing. I don't know who's paying you to give these, uh, these incredibly high scores for these incredibly bad movies. And Mission Impossible wasn't just, like, kind of bad. It was definitely not a 97%. Like, if you would have gave it, like, a 61, I would have been like, okay, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, you gave it a 97% for that? Like, have we, we've seen Mission Impossible movies before. Like, we've seen good acting. We've seen good writing. That wasn't that. That wasn't, that was not that at all. It, it really felt like this was trying to compete with uh, Fast and the Furious. It was corny. The, 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 you know, they had some good action scenes. They were more realistic than Fast and the Furious, but like the story was just corny. It was just all over the place. The writing was just like scenes took too long to develop. Like missions were just like, just ridiculous. You know, it, the movie was bad. It was bad. So, um, disappointed with Mission Impossible Fallout, but I'm mainly mad at, this, uh, this, uh, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and how they have lost track of why we value them in the first place, which is to point us in the right direction 
which movies we should be going and seeing because going out to a movie is not cheap. It has not been cheap for a while. I'm very picky when I go and spend 14 to $17, which is what a movie ticket costs nowadays, to go to see a movie. I mean, not only that, but you have to get popcorn. Have to. You have to get, you know, Diet Coke. Have to. Have to. You have to get some kind of candy. You have to. That's a $50 night. That's just $50 for you. Not let alone the person you bring it. Man. So, yeah, I get a little emotional. When I get duped, I feel like I've been tricked to go and see this movie. I would have saw it anyways because, I, like I said, I'm a Tom Cruise fan. I have been a Mission Impossible fan. And after I saw this movie, I was like, I'm done with Mission Impossible. I was a little, I was a little upset. I wrote them off altogether. I'm never watching another Mission Impossible ever again. You know, that was maybe, that was a stretch. I was a little emotional. I'm a Leo. You know what I'm talking about? Leo. Get a little. So anyways, saw that on Friday. Um, You know, thumbs down. Three of them. I only got two with me right here, but I'm an extra one, okay? Imaginary thumbs down. I got three. Uh, Last night, yesterday, I decided to try to redeem myself, and I went and saw uh, Blind Spotty. Um, This was written by Raphael Castle, directed by Carlos Lopez Estrada. I believe it was an independent movie. It felt like an independent uh, film. Um... I didn't research it too much. I just researched it a little bit. Loved it. It was great. It was a story about two friends that grew up in Oakland. And, you know, one was black, one was white. One was a white guy that grew up in the, in, in the hood. So he came off as a very cultured white guy, you know. And uh, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I think you guys should go see it. It redeemed that terrible taste that I had in my mouth um, from Mission Impossible. And, uh, yeah, I was uh, uh, two standouts that I'm going to say. Raphael Castle, he played Miles. I'm, I'm also pretty impressed because not only did he play one of the leads, he wrote the movie talent and he killed it he kind of reminded me of uh i'm sure he gets this he kind of reminded me of uh, uh channing tatum like early channing tatum when channing tatum thought he was black for a long time and we were like can you stop it but he didn't stop it until people just started giving him other roles but he just loved us he just loved us so much that's who he played that's who uh, uh Raphael. Uh, Castle played in this movie. He played Channing Tatum. Early Channing Tatum. Step up. Channing Tatum. That's who he played. And he did a good job. He was hilarious. The writing was good. I love the writing. I love how they mixed in uh, the the Oakland culture. My brother lives in, in, or he used to live in Oakland. So he knows the culture pretty well and the the hip-hop scene and and the lingo. They, They added that into the movie. I love that part. I love that. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it dealt with real issues that we're dealing with right now, you know? Um, black people getting gunned down by the police, you know? No trial. Trial in the streets, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Like no, you know, guilty until proven guilty. Like that that's that's what's happening. That's a real thing. And that's what this movie dived into. I really enjoyed it. You guys should go see it. It was well done. The 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 um the other standout that I really enjoyed, all the all the acting was good, but the girlfriend um of the lead, um not not the girlfriend of Raphael Castle, but the other girl, Jania uh Gavin Carr, I believe, is I don't know. I I I'm sure I messed up that name. But she and she didn't even really have like a, a really deep emotional arc or but just her presence. I don't know. She just I just liked her. Like I just liked her performance. I mean, she didn't really go too super deep. She wasn't all throughout the movie, but she for me, like every time she was on screen, I was like, I like it. I like it. Um, so yeah, then because I made my son see that movie with me, so he made me see Teen Titans go to the movies, and I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. It's you know animation movie. I you know, and the the only takeaway I could I could say from that movie why it was enjoyable for me was Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Will Arnett. He was one of the characters. He was one of the bad guys. He was the, the bad guy. Um, Slade. Slade. That's how I say it. Um, and uh, he executive produced it or produced it, whatever. But he just, he got a good kind of comedy thing. I don't know who wrote it. I didn't, re- I, didn't, I didn't even look to see who wrote it. But there was some things in the movie that were for parents, too. I laughed out loud a couple times. Um... I don't know if that was Will Arnett or his influence or whatever, but it seems like whenever he's in a kid's comedy film, I enjoy it. That's just just putting that out there. So, that's my uh, movie review for the week. And, yeah, that's we're going to leave it at that. And we're going to move on. Um... This is weird because it, ever since I've been doing the, uh, the, uh, this podcast, I've been doing it with somebody. I've been doing it with like my brother, started doing it with my brother and my brother got a little too busy. So I started, uh, bringing on guests and I f- I'm still going through this, trying to find my way with the podcast but just trying to stay consistent and try new things and something's gonna something's gonna start making sense eventually and uh yeah so it's this is my first podcast just doing it by myself just talking to you who 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 is listening you the 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 person watching me on this side you you're not standing there because i'm just talking to a camera you know, and I'm doing it with my iPhone. This is my first time uh, filming with my iPhone, because I've had all these growing pains when it comes to the, uh, my podcast. But not only my podcast, with everything that I've been doing. Because right, right now I'm an actor, I'm a comedian, I'm a writer, and I'm trying to do more things myself. Because in the past, when I've done web series and things like that, 
getting people to edit, getting people to film and getting people to, you know, to help out. It's just exhausting getting on the same page with other people. So I invested in myself. I got a camera, uh, got some editing stuff and got a mic and just start collecting all this stuff. But with all that, now I have all these growing pains, you know, and literally since I started the podcast and everything else, every time I do something, I do something wrong. <laughs> something I do wrong or I forget something, I forget a, I forget my mic or I forget a cord. I for, so I'm going through all these growing pains and yeah, I, I, uh, my friend and I recorded a podcast on, on, um, on my birthday. Because he hung out with me on my birthday. We went to the sand dunes. It was a great day. So I was like, hey, let's do a podcast. Let's report, record a podcast. He came back here and we hung out on the balcony. And we recorded a podcast. And it was a really good conversation. And I've been recording on Anchor. And Anchor is this uh, kind of one-stop one, one shop podcast thing where you just record and you upload and it helps you do everything else and the problem is it has erased two of my shows without any reason just didn't load and erased them and that was one of them it just erased it and that's another growing pain you know like it sucks you know what I'm saying like I had a friend over we recorded an hour's worth of good stuff, good conversation, good dialogue, and then gone, erased. I mean, we still got to share that moment between the two of us, but we wanted you guys to share it with us. So that was, that was, that was shitty. So today I'm using Anchor as well as GarageBand. So that was another lesson, a hard lesson. I learned the hard way. I know that about myself. So that was another hard lesson that I had to go through. So now I'm recording on GarageBand, which is backed up by Anchor as well. So I'm recording on two different things. And I'm recording on my uh, iPhone 8 Plus. So I could cut this up. And, you know, I've had a lot of trials and tribulations with recording as well, I started recording on a camera that I just got, uh, 5D Canon. Learned that you could only record 12 minutes, up to 12 minutes at a time, and then it shuts off. I learned that the hard way. And uh, so then I bought, I bought this, this uh, Logitech. It's the 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 C920 um, webcam, but. I think I'm gonna, this is the, the cheaper one. This was about 60. And then they have the 4K, which is 200. Uh, and it just, researching it a little bit, it says that the 4K is maybe a little bit better for um, podcasts. So I'm gonna return this and I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get the 4K one. Just. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not even a tech guy. I'm not even this guy. I'm just 
doing it because I'm tired of asking other people to do it for me. So that's uh, that's that. That's growing pains. That's the stuff I'm going through with that. Um, interest, interesting uh, thing happened yesterday. I was on Facebook. And one of my actor friends that I, I don't really know other than Facebook, he was talking about um, frustration that he had because he's been out here and he hasn't met any famous people and he hasn't, nobody has discovered him yet. And, uh, it was, it was a very, I don't know, immature, I guess I would say. You know, no, no shade to him, but it was just a very immature mind frame. So I, I commented and I, you know, just this whole thing about just getting discovered, like moving to, to Hollywood and getting discovered, like that should, you should get that out of your mind within the first month because that's not going to ever happen. Like, you're not, like, number one, they say it takes 15 years to get discovered. That's 15 years, 15 years of grinding. Like, no doubt some people strike oil. No doubt. We see it. And I think that's the, that's the confusing part when you're an actor. Because you, you see people that you've been in class with and, and they just strike oil. Boom. They're on a TV show. Like, boom. So that's the confusing part, but to have that mind frame to think that that's going to happen to you, that's like a lottery ticket. That's, 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 like, that's literally like striking oil um, because I have a couple friends that have struck, struck oil, but I have more friends that I know have been grinding it out, working hard, in and out of classes, showcases, um, writing their own material. Producing their own material, short films, you know. I have people like that that are starting to break through after paying dues. Paying dues after working their ass off. And if you're not prepared to do that and you're just looking to get discovered, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up for heartbreak. And uh, so I gave him some advice, but I also want—I also want to say I one thing that has really uh, bothered me or frustrated me throughout the time that I've been pursuing entertainment acting is not feeling like I'm a working actor, and. It, and a lot of the time, actors don't feel like they're working because you're waiting to get an audition. You're waiting to get casted. You're waiting. You're just sitting. You're just waiting. Stop waiting. Stop waiting. Stop waiting to feel like a working actor. Be a working actor. I'm going to give you my five ways of feeling like a working actor. Okay? These are my five ways, and these might even change throughout, but these are the first five things that come to mind 
as for advice to feel, for me, to feel like a working actor. Number one, get a job. Get a job. Make sure your bills are paid, okay? Listen, who knows? Who knows when it's gonna happen? You gotta remove the frustration when it comes to this because you're an artist. So one thing that's frustrating about this business is you work your ass off and you don't make any money. Get a job, pay your bills, okay? Remove that frustration so you can enjoy your journey as an actor. That's number one. Number two, create your own things. Create. We, it, you've heard it before. I'm not the first person to say it. You have an iPhone. You have a camera. If you have a new iPhone, you have a really good camera. These iPhone 8s, pretty, pretty nice. Pretty nice. Uh, they shoot pretty nice. This is an iPhone 8 that I'm shooting on. Um, create your own. Write. Put things on the internet. Instagram. You know? Don't be frustrated about Instagram comedians and actors that are starting to get noticed. Don't be frustrated. Do it yourself. Do what they're doing. Okay? If you can't beat them, join them. Boom. Do it. Okay? Create your own. Write. Direct. Pick up a camera, you know, create your own. That's number two. Number three, this one took me a while. Be a triple threat. You have to. You can't just be an actor. Sorry. Sorry. Can't. You can't. It's too much, too many people out here. Too much competition. You don't stand out, okay? The role that you can kill hundred other actors could do the same. They could kill it too. Make it look a little different than you. You can't just do that. Nah. Uh-uh. You got to be a triple threat. Took me a long time to figure that out. You got to have an arsenal of things that you are bringing to the table. Okay? That's what made me start writing. That's what made me start doing comedy. That's what made me start producing my own things. Okay? You got to be a triple threat. I can't sing. Well, I can, but nobody else thinks I can. But I know me. I know my heart. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I, I know me. It sounds good. Okay? Sound good, but I don't need no more judgment. Okay? So I'm just going to keep that to myself in the shower. Okay? And you guys don't get a listen. Okay? You're, you're lost. Anyways, be a triple threat. You got it. Number four. Consistency. Consistency wins. It does. I've seen it happen with my colleagues, peers, other friends, and it's what I'm applying to my life because I have done things in the past. I've had a web series that was gaining momentum and then I went a different direction. I wasn't consistent. Who knows if I would have stayed consistent pump, pumping out that web series? Who knows? You know, you look at Issa Rae. Um, she was consistent. And look at her. I mean, 
She's killing it, you know? Like, uh, there's, there's a lot of people like that, you know? Consistency, consistency. You know, one, one of my friends, Jeremy Luke, same thing. He had a web series. He's one, he's one of the persons that gave me the idea to start doing web series and start writing and stuff like that. He was consistent. He stays consistent. One of the hardest working dudes that I know. I don't know if you know Jeremy Luke, but follow what he's doing. Things might start to happen for you. He's consistent. He works hard. He stays in class. He has a formula, and it works for him. Um, consistency and that brings me number five my number fifth one stay in class stay in class stay learning your craft and work with those people that you learn with that you grow with why not you're growing with somebody you guys are changing you guys are developing with these people and then you just go off and separate to your own lives and forget. Like, nah, like, link up, work together, write together, build together, have a team. It's hard to do this alone. And oftentimes I find myself alone, but I'm, 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 I'm a special case because I'm a Leo and I'm crazy. So it might be a little difficult to work with. <laughs> Anyways, but it's, it's tough being out here by yourself, trying to figure these things out by yourself. It's tough. So be in class, meet other artists that are in similar situations with you. Combine, combine your powers. Let your powers combine like Captain Planet. Work together. Maybe they have a camera. Maybe you know how to edit. Maybe they have lights. Maybe, you know, you know how to write jokes. That's what you do. All right, those are my five. Boom. I hope that helps. I hope that helps. Um, because, you know, it, it just, it's a, this is a tough business, you know, and we want things to happen. And, you know, who knows when or if. Takes me to faith. You have to. You have to have it. You have to have strong faith to continue to work in this business. You have to. Strong. Like, it needs to be strong. Like, that's like, before you go to the gym, you need to work out your faith every day, every morning. Because... This town's gonna beat you up. Audition process is gonna beat you up. Being on set, dealing with other actors, being in class, all these things take courage and faith. You know, that you that you know who you are, you know what kind of artist you are, you know what you're gonna bring to the table, you know your brilliance, you have faith that it is going to work out you are going to get to that dream that you have been dreaming of since you were five that's how long i've been dreaming about this since i was five um so faith i'm doing a faith challenge you know and uh my faith challenge starts today and i just i have to be honest with myself my faith has been 
shaky. It's been shaky. It's been up and down. It's been strong. It's been weak. And I have had, I've seen friends reach goals that make no sense. Make absolutely no sense. Because they had faith. One particular. A friend of mine, not even an actor. <laughs> and this is, this is how faith works. It's how faith works. Not even an actor. He was, he's actually a retired Navy SEAL. And he, um, he stopped doing the Navy SEAL and went into the ministry. This, this man is the most, has the, the strongest connection of faith that I've ever met. I, he exudes it. Like, he just has overwhelming faith. In times where he had no clue which way to go, he had faith. And... It's something that was, I admired, but I didn't understand, you know? And I remember one, one day, he called me out of nowhere. Well, I, actually, I, 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 I was visiting him. He lives in San Diego, and I was visiting him. And this is, you know, big. He used to be a Navy SEAL. Big, black guy, in shape, good looking, and has this deep voice. He has this Vin Diesel voice. And I was like, and I was down there, I was, I was fitness uh, modeling, doing a fitness competition at the time. So I was down there and I was staying with him. And, uh, and we were just having dinner and he was talking. I was like, and I'm always thinking about acting. I'm always thinking about, you know, industry. And I'm like, dude, you, you need to get into acting, bro. Like, you got, you got the look. And better than that, your voice is pretty awesome. Like, you got an awesome voice. You know, like... That's one thing that stands out right away. So that was like, that was like six years ago, right? Two years ago, he calls me out of nowhere. And he's like, hey, man, I'm, uh, I'm driving up to L.A. I'm headed to so-and-so movie set. Um, and, um, yeah, they're looking for you know Navy SEALs because this is a big action movie, so they want Navy SEALs, right? And I was like, and he was asking, he was like, man, I don't know anything about this business. I don't know if they're going to pay me this and this, and, you know, it's not much. And I was just like, you know, bro, like, you can't lose, man. Just be you. Like, just go on that set and be you. Like, you're a good-looking, charming dude, and you have a presence. You have this energy that... You just, you, that vibrates off of you. And if they want you, they're going to use you. I don't know how, how you could get screwed over in this. Um, this. This sounds like a great opportunity. And lo and behold, they used that dude. No acting experience at all. They used him throughout the whole movie. Had dialogue, went to premiere. You know, one of the, like, supporting roles of the movie um, he was in the movie the whole time and this dude just has faith like things just fall in his lap like after that he got a J.C. Penney's like campaign just wrote a book I mean man 
if that if that right there does not speak to you, I don't know what to tell you, man. That speaks to me. He has undeniable faith. And I want it. I want that. Because if you have, if your faith is strong and you do the things that you need to do towards your craft, towards your dream, how can you fail? I, how can you fail? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible to fail that way with that formula. It's not possible. It's not. Yeah, you'll have good days, you'll have bad days, you'll have ups and downs still like everybody else, but you can't fail. So I'm starting this faith challenge, man. Faith challenge. Do a faith challenge every day. Remove the doubt. Have faith. Know what you're doing. Know what you're here for. You know? And uh, I think it's going to get you into the momentum where you're in a place where all the little stuff that happens in your day that gets you down, gets you depressed, makes you feel like it's never going to happen. When you start to gain that positive momentum because of the things that you're doing for your craft and the faith that you're building on, those days, those things aren't going to shake you as much as they did in the past. And if you can't be shaken, you can't be beaten. You're just going to win. So faith. Let's start it today. Faith challenge. Um, I'm going to start it today. And pretty much it's just, I'm just going to have faith. I'm just going to have blind faith um, based on what I think is going to happen. Why I came out here. Why I made the move in the beginning, in the first place. I came out here because I had a lot of confidence in myself you know one year past two year past five year past ten years past and you know then you start to you know think maybe I was you know maybe I was a little overconfident but you had faith in something so maybe we need to go back to remembering why we we came out here like why did you make that move why did you know who did you think you were then that you maybe have forgotten along the way. So now you're, you know, shaky, you're rocky, you know, because things have happened and things haven't happened. So faith, man, faith. What we got? Um, that's, uh, that's all I wanted to talk about today, really. Um, I think I covered everything. Yeah. Yeah. How much time did we do today? Let's check this out. Let's check out. Let's see how much time we did. It's weird. It's weird, like, you know, doing this by myself. I, I, I don't have anybody to, like, feed off of or work off of or whatever. But I, you know, maybe this is maybe this is my my journey. I don't know. I'm I'm where I'm I'm figuring this out as I go. So that's you know I'm not I'm not a tech guy. I'm not a 
camera guy, but I'm just forcing myself to do things that are uncomfortable because I, like so many of you, are tired of waiting. You know, I, I have my vision. My vision, I see it clear as day. I, I've, I've known who I, who, I, who I am, who I think I am, who I feel like I am, who I'm supposed to be. I've known that for a very long time. I've seen that. I've seen me on set. Like, my vision's so clear. I've seen me on set. I've seen me on the big screen. I've seen me on TV. I've seen that. So, when... So, like, during times like this, when those things aren't happening, you're like, hmm, you're confused. It's confusing, you know? I've been manifesting this dream for a very long time. And I think the only thing that stops that momentum is the doubt. It's doubt. Doubt will kill everything. Doubt will kill it. So you got to remove that doubt. So really, this faith challenge is really just removing the doubt when doubt creeps in. And uh, it does. It, it, it does. So you got to speak to it. You got to speak to it. You got to be that crazy dude in the park speaking to doubt. Like, nah, doubt. No. Not, not playing that game today. Nope. I know why I'm here. I know who I am. You know, when that doubt creeps in and tries to, you know, kick you off of your little, your little, your vortex, kick you off your little high horse, that doubt creeps in. You got you to gotta remove it. So that's the faith challenge. All right. That's, that's really all I got for you guys, uh, you know. I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and taking this uh, journey with me. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm learning all this stuff as I go. And I'm, I'm stepping outside of my comfortableness and, and trying to create something bigger. So, till next time, give me juice, episode 8. I believe, or nine. I think it's eight. Pretty sure. Pretty sure this is eight. Yep. Yep. Let's. We're gonna go with eight. Um, gonna cut this up. Gonna cut the video up. Gonna put it out there. Gonna uh, throw this uh, podcast on and uh, watch it. Share it. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter by Leon Walker. B Y L E O N W A L K E R. And. Uh, have faith and create. All right. Till next time.